eye on The street below Alfred says I have trouble With intimacy But people often die When they get close to me I'm kicking and punching Hello, everyone, and welcome to the third um, edition of the DC Three Glee Batman and Robin Eternal recap podcast. Um, I'm sure there's a shorter name than that. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm Zach, um, and I'm joined once again by Vince and Brian. Hi, hi, everybody. And so, um, as per the last couple of podcast we're going to be going through and talking about what has happened in the issue um tossing some speculation a few points um so i'll just go ahead and kick off with the synopsis just uh spoilers for those out there who haven't uh, read it yet yes yes spoiler alert if you haven't read the issue press pause go grab your your issue read through it, and then come back um promise you'll enjoy it a lot more um, so we pick up where the last issue left off with Jason in a bar with Cassandra, um, thinking that she is the assassin um, that, that is going after everyone. And um, he, they, they get into a tussle. Um, and Jason makes a joke about Cheap Trick, <laughs> putting out a new album. Um, and then we cut to um, Poppy, um, one of the uh, spiral agents from the first issue, doing something really strange. Um, I feel like anyone who hasn't read Grayson would be really confused by this scene. Um, but uh, just that quickly moves back to the Jason and Cassandra fight where Jason is... Um, he is prevented from disemboweling um, Cassandra <laughs> by Dick and the gang. Um, Dick comes along and squares everything away. They have a few drinks and then go back to the Batcave um, because Harper is dying, apparently. <laughs> um, and back in the Batcave, Dick ca- catches everyone up, uh, shows everyone the message from Bruce. Um, and they all... Um, the three Robins, Dick, Jason, and um, Tim, talk about um, try to communicate with Cassandra um, because she, as we've discussed, she doesn't communicate verbally. Um, and they all uh, try to get through to her but aren't able to. Um, we move along. Um, Dick has a conversation with Helena, with Spiral, talking about... Um, tracking uh conversations between poppy the agent we mentioned earlier and and supposedly mother um leads them to discover a plot to attack a i guess a a welcome back gala for bruce um which is where the issue leads off we find ends up we find bruce um under attack by a bunch of mother's agents. And then um, prior to that, though, we get another flashback, another short flashback where Bruce and Dick discuss the effects of the Scarecrow's fear toxin. And apparently Bruce has no fears, hmm. which we is confirmed. We already knew that. Hmm. But that's pretty much the issue in a nutshell. Yes. Uh, this issue was 
scripted by Tim Seeley again, and uh, Paul Pelletier and Scott Eaton did the art, the interior art for it. Yeah, I think Eaton did the last three pages, I believe. Yeah, Eaton did the the Bruce scene, which makes me think maybe he will be the guy next next uh, issue to Probably. do the Bruce stuff. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, uh, nice recap, Zach. Well done. Well done. Um, so thoughts, guys. What do you think? Um, Why don't you go first, Brian? Okay. Uh, you know, I, I'm of, I'm of two minds about this. On one hand, I love seeing the Bat Family do stuff together, and specifically do stuff without Bruce. That's kind of my favorite Bat interactions. Is always the ones where Bruce Wayne's not really there because he's the least interesting member of the Bat Family to me, at least. So I really like that, and I uh, I really enjoy sort of seeing the Robins palling around together, even if that's a bit problematic, which we'll talk more about later. Um, yeah, I do enjoy that. On the other hand, and I don't know if this is just because I'm doing a podcast each week about it, it feels like the first three issues could have been one issue, perhaps. It feels a little bit decompressed to me. But again, it is a weekly comic. That's sort of the name of the game. So yeah, that's, those are sort of my overall feelings about the issue. Uh, in specific, I did like seeing uh, Cassandra... I like the idea that they're saying, you know, that she wasn't trying to beat any of them. She was just trying to, you know, basically stay even with them. She was, she's not trying to hurt them at all. I think that was a nice character beat for her. And I think it's been, uh, it's been a relatively smooth reintroduction to her into the, into the DC universe, because I don't think it feels all that different than the last time we saw Cassandra, but it's, um, simple enough that a new reader could pick up who she is too and it's not so um i feel like sometimes when dc brings back an older character there's so many winks throughout the issue at past things and this didn't fall into that trap so i appreciate that as well yeah that's a that's a fair point you bring up about uh about these three issues feeling like they have the plot content of maybe one introductory issue but Mm -hmm. i will say that that kind of springboarding off of something else you said, it's giving us an opportunity for each of these characters to have their own little character moments. And they're all getting them, too. Like, nobody's getting left behind, which is a a nice touch, I think. Um, And you could argue that, well, we don't need... We don't need another couple scenes that show that Jason Todd is the a-hole of the bunch, and and Dick is the heart, and Tim is the head, and and uh, especially because Cassandra we did get points, that. yeah, Cassandra <laughs> points that to the body parts. That's exactly why I said yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, but you know, you could argue we don't need that. You could argue that even new readers don't really need that because we've gotten a lot of that since in Batman Eternal and since. But you know, it's just so refreshing after how much time we spent kind of without a bat family and with Tim Drake off in the Teen Titans world not being the Tim Drake that we know and love, you know. Um I will take any opportunity I can get to have them all together and just goofing off for three issues. That's fine with me. Um Oh, it hasn't been unpleasant at all, don't get me wrong. No. It's just when when having to isolate things about this issue to talk about 
it can feel a little bit sure. uh, light. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'd agree with that. Zach, what about you? Yeah, you know, to echo you guys, it, it does feel a bit light, um, but I, you know, I am enjoying all the interactions. I think Cassandra is probably one of the standouts of these few issues. Um, I do think they're handling her really well. I, I think my favorite part of the issue is probably like just seeing the three Robins trying to figure out how to talk to her, and I just I love the line where Tim is like, she, he's like she she has the what did you say? She has the mentality of a child. We need to give her candy, basically, <laughs> like the most condescending sentiment, but. Yeah, I don't know. I, I once again, I think like the dialogue is spot on. Um, I think in part, in certain points, the art is a little weaker maybe than last issue was, and maybe that's just because it's you know the fast turnaround of like the weekly. Um, I think some panels look, some pages look better than others. Like I'm looking at the the page where um, Dick is talking to Helena, and you've got all the spiral spirals going on, and that page looks terrific. But then you go like. Um, like the page before it doesn't have like quite as much detail. Um, sure. so maybe just like, there's a little bit of inconsistency there, but still like very good. I think Pelletier's, um, doing a really solid job on these, these past two issues. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of spiral, I, th- I thought, I thought it was interesting. I think I mentioned this last week, but, um, I thought it was interesting how much more the stuff that's going on in Grayson is being folded in to the Batman and Robin Eternal stuff. Um, so apparently Agent Zero from uh, from Spiral had some sort of encounter with Mother at some point. Mm-hmm. So yes. I, I would not have expected that book to play as much into this story as it is. Yeah, this but almost feels are. like it, an extension of, of Grayson at this point. I wonder you know? if that's due to Tim Seeley writing both, that if he's going to be you know, bringing Maybe. more of that over. Well, Maybe. yeah, it makes me wonder if that's going to continue whether he's writing an issue or not. Right, you know? right. Yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's, a good, that's a good observation, though. But that seems like an awfully big plot point. I mean, we're talking about... Like the entire mystery right now is who is mother, you know, and turns out somebody from Spiral might actually know. Yes. Yeah, and I guess I had to refresh myself because I, I wasn't sure if we knew who Agent Zero was. Um, I couldn't remember if that was like something that was discussed, like either in Grayson or back in the Morrison run, and apparently that was um Otto Nets, the the scientist. Mm-hmm. Um, what was Agent Zero? Good thing you looked that up. Was I did not look that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had forgotten that we might even know that. I just assumed we didn't know who it was. Yeah, so well, I mean, I don't know if that's changed since then. But didn't we? Didn't didn't they just mention that again in Grayson Twelve? Though maybe they did I, I i'm can't pretty remember. sure they just brought it up again in like the very last issue of grayson so it was kind of a ni- nice reminder if you read that one okay um 
So spoilers for Grayson 12 also. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, any other discussion points before we get to our final uh, notes here? No, I don't think so. Anybody care to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, one thing I thought was interesting, and I hope this was intentional, uh, <laughs> um, and not just like the consequence of a weird edit or something, mm-hmm. but in the flashback sequence with, with Dick as Robin, uh, when, when he's like telling Batman, I, I saw a vision of you disappointed in me and all this. I mean, he's just, he goes on for like panels and panels and <laughs> about how like, it's my greatest fear that, that I'm a disappointment to you. And Batman like doesn't acknowledge it at all. <laughs> like he just like, he does not like console Robin at all you know he doesn't say oh that would ne- you would never disappoint me you know it's just like boom on to the next thing for batman and I, I thought that was either a really nice touch in writing bruce as batman like on a mission or it was just a really convenient edit where they needed to trim some dialogue <laughs> and yeah took out, you know <laughs> can i ask a question about the fear toxin scene for a second sure, sure. yeah um when Bruce says he saw nothing, did you take that as Bruce has no fears or Bruce's fear is nothing? Bruce's fear is, is the end of everything. That's actually, that was one of the, the point I was, or is related to the point that I was going to oh, discuss. So, no, so that's okay. I mean, you like launch us right into it. I was wondering like, what is that nothing? Is it, like you said, is it one of those two things or is it, you know, is he just BSing and it, we're going to find out later that he actually did see something and it's, you know, related to this, you know, his dark secret or whatever. I could also see it maybe being like Dick's death. And he yeah. didn't say that because, you know, right. Yeah. Who says that to somebody? I, yeah. I thought, I thought of that too, because like it came right after him basically ignoring the thing that I just said about, you know, like it came after a very blunt, like, like, look, I don't care about that, uh, Dick. But you know, maybe it's just him being guarded, and then later you'll find out that that moment of like coldness was actually, you know, oh, actually he does care, and his biggest fear is to lose whoever his partner is. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah, I I think he actually did see something, and he is just being guarded there. But I do think it would be really interesting if it was one of the things that you said, Brian, especially if it was nothing as in he like saw he was afraid of a lack of something. You know, yeah. he was like he's that's very that reminds me of the um, the vision that he had of, of, you know, of Gotham in the Morrison run that that launched the, the Batman Inc. Yeah, uh, it kind of reminds me of that sentiment, like Batman seeing something at really like an abstract concept like that and it and it driving him so i don't know that would be really cool yeah uh my thing is yeah, like one of my least favorite things that i do as a fan is that i all the time try and um look for the logic in pop culture references in comics. <laughs> and there is absolutely no goddamn way that Jason Todd would care about Cheap Trick. 
<laughs> now, if we're going with New 52 logic here, let's say, how old could he possibly be? 22? 23? Something hot. Like, how old is Dick at this point? Well, Tim we, I think is we 16. talked about that last Yeah, we know, we know yeah. that Tim is 16. So even if Dick's 10 years older and Dick's 26, that means Jason's 23, right? Or so, or so about there. Something. Yeah, like early 20s for yeah, sure. Yeah, early 20s. That means that he was born in the late 90s. There's no way he cares about Cheap Trick. And I, I, I'm i a guy, I'm born in the early 80s. I'm still too young to care about Cheap Trick, but I, I have a couple Cheap Trick records, whatever. I just feel like it's such a weird choice <laughs> that I wonder if either A, Tim Seeley loves Cheap Trick, or if there's uh, if there's some like weird uh, lyrical clue someplace in there. <laughs> yeah, there's a Cheap Trick song called, you know... <laughs> Man, wouldn't that be something? I'm called, looking it up right now. Called, like, called, called Mother and Agent Zero. Exactly, like you know, the the song is like Mother is Barbara Gordon or something. You know, like some <laughs> just a complete. Uh, You're sick, Brian. The complete giveaway. Oh, All right, man. here's your here's your assignment between now and next week. You need to listen to every cheap trick record. Backwards. Or specifically, I guess the one he mentioned, maybe the, the one that the came 2009 in 2009. One? Yes. Um, the Back latest is the title forward. of the album. It's called the latest. Yes. Okay. It is called the latest. <laughs> you, you've got to spin it backwards, though, for hidden messages. Okay. You do. Okay, I can do that. <laughs> How great would that be if there really was? <laughs> Tim, Tim Seeley tweets you, and it's like, <laughs> shut the try, fuck up. <laughs> yeah, try to throw off the scent. You're going to blow Batman and Robin Eternal for us. Oh, let's see. What are the titles? Sleep Forever, When the Lights Are Out, Miss Tomorrow, Sick Man of Europe, These Days, Miracle, Everything make everything You Make Me Crazy. Okay, Zach, what's your thing? <laughs> well, I mean, we, we already talked about the, uh, the, uh, the vision thing, and... Actually, I was going to say something about the... Me and Brian are just like on the same wavelength today. I was going to say something about the jukebox scene. Um, I guess, can we go back to... I mentioned it like at the beginning, the scene at the beginning of the book with uh, Poppy in the gas station and just mm-hmm. how weird that scene was. And like even at first, I, I didn't understand what was going on. And it wasn't until they explained that scene later in the book that I was like, oh... That was what was happening oh, she's there. Eating nanites. Yeah, but and she had like the magnet. And I was like, what? What's going on? I have no idea. Because I guess that's one of the interesting things with comics and motion. I mean, obviously, like you know, a magnet's going to pull things. But just looking at the static image, it's like hard to tell. Like, are the nanites going on her or off her? Like, where? Where are they? What's happening? It was. I don't know. I just thought that scene was really weird. I, and, I figured she was. I figured she was eating them, but only because she is a cannibal. So yeah, <laughs> that was literally my only reasoning for that. Yeah, spoiler alert for Grayson number two: she's a cannibal. I also had a hard time telling that that was a cell phone that they were going into because it looks kind of like the scale is weird. It looks like it could be bigger than a cell phone. Yeah, it almost kind I, I of looks like a TV remote. I don't know. I honestly didn't even notice the cell phone the first time I read it. Yeah. I just had trouble with that page. It held me up. 
That's fair. The one, my one last note, in case one of you guys brought up Cheap Trick, what I was going to say is something about the way that Jason looks when he pops the front part of the mask off, holding that beer in that hoodie, he looks very Guy Gardner to me. Uh, and I, I don't know if that's just, again, me seeing yes. something. No, I see it. Yeah. I mean, he kind of is the Guy Gardner of the Bat family, though. That's true. You know, the parallel is there. Would Dick be... Oh, man, here we go. Well, Tim's obviously Kyle. Yeah. I think. Do you think? I don't know. I feel like like Dick is the heart and Kyle's the heart. Well, I guess so. And I feel like both Dick and Kyle did not choose to be Robin in the way the other one... Like, they didn't choose to be the hero the way... Like... There was no Robin before Dick, so Dick was going in blind, and and Kyle didn't exhibit no fear. He just got the ring. Okay. So I would I would say, but those 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 are my two favorite characters in comics. So that that could be partly why I'm seeing the connection there. Okay, so if Bruce is Hal, and Tim, I mean, uh, Dick is Kyle, and Jason is Guy. Does that make Tim John Stewart? John Stewart. He is the logical-minded one. You're right. All right, there you go. And Alan Scott is Thomas Wayne? Yes. (laughs) Alan Scott is Damien. (laughs) Think about it. They both hate wood? Oh, (laughs) Oh, jeez. I... Uh, uh, I'm not gonna go there. I was that there was nothing. In, I, I wasn't. I wasn't saying anything. I thought was bad. Alan Alan Scott has an aversion to wood. I thought he liked wood. No, he can't. He, he can't, can't use. He can't use his ring against wood. Oh. Uh, maybe some of my listeners will get that joke. I I, I I'm following you. I wasn't sure how far you were gonna take it. I wasn't sure. Oh, Earth two. Oh, uh. cut that out of the. <laughs> do, do you want me to really cut it out? Oh man. No. I think it's you know it's In been like it's Mike been Huck like two be years. It's okay. <laughs> Rails. Let's. We might as well close up the show. I think we've. Uh, <laughs> if there. this doesn't get us an Eisner, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We're back every Saturday. Um, I am on Twitter at Brian Needs a Nap. I'm at SirFox89, and I'm at uh, VJ underscore OSTROWSKI. You can find me. Um, reveling in the glory that is the 6-0 Packers on their bye week. So. And you can find me, uh, because the Mets are winning 6-1 to one right now. Go Mets! Tweeting World Series shit all next week, so... And uh, I'm re-watching Star Wars again, so you can expect me to have a new ranking of the movies again, because I do that like four times a year. Okay. I, I almost called a, a multiversity uh, Force Awakens emergency podcast record on Monday oh. night. <laughs> oh. Hey, you can do that anytime, and I, I'll yes. call. All right, I, I, I'm gonna hold you guys to that. Hold me to it. Batman and Robin Eternal.